Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health and wellness podcast in the world, thanks to each and every one of you. Today's episode is from a conversation between me and Sid Malotra. Sid is an accomplished Indian actor. If you haven't seen his work, make sure you check it out. Today, our conversation is about the cultural bias that is resistant to talking about mental health openly, specifically in the South Asian community, but in many across the world, and maybe you can relate. For many communities, supportive frameworks for mental health is deeply stigmatized. My conversation with Sid will lay bare some strategies that he has employed with his loved ones that will inspire those of you who may be struggling with cultural stigma around mental health. Sid and I had this conversation over Instagram Live a few weeks back during my Mental Health Day series, and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you today on On Purpose. Share what you learned from it or any questions that come up for you and tag Sid and I on Instagram. Sid, how's it going? It's so good to see you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, Sid, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm really excited to be here, to use our platform for something which is positive and happy is what I'm great, happy to be a part of. And, uh, you know, learn something, uh, say something, and let's hopefully, you know, people people see some sense of positivity and happiness in their day. Absolutely. I want to take a moment to credit Sid because we, we connected recently on Instagram and then we were talking on WhatsApp. And he just, when he reached out, he's just saying, Jay, you know what? I just want to do something good with my platform. I want to help people. And I really uh, acknowledge you for that, Sid. It's, it's truly special. I mean, you're a man who needs no introduction. You're an incredible actor, uh, fashion guru as well. Uh, but, but, you know, to, to want to do good in the world, which is what your heart really is in the conversations we had. And, and I think that's really special, man. So I, I appreciate you deeply. No, I, I'm a great admirer of all the words that you say on social media to, to help people. And uh, that's how I was thinking all throughout this lockdown in India that, you know, it's great we have this platform. Uh, uh, you know, even you have a great massive voice today. Uh, I have it all thanks to, you know, the work uh, over the years. So I feel it's it's somewhat our duty to kind of, uh, you know, at least have an attempt to give something positive. Especially in today's day and age, man. Today, today, hate is selling so much and, uh, and no one's spared. I remember you and I talking about it. Like even you get stuff, which is there. I mean, actors for sure. I think we have far more easy target and, and being criticized is a part of our job at times. Like, of course, you know, some people like something, some people don't. But when they get uh, personal or when it's become a trend, to say, use your um, anonymity on on on, on uh, being anonymous on on social media and just say anything on on the comment section. It's just it's just uh, it's sad. So I think uh, uh, here's my attempt with with so much of yours to give something out uh, positive on this universe of social media. Yeah, I love that, man. Everything you've just shared so far has already been so insightful. Tell us about. I know there's one topic we really wanted to dive in together. And I think it's really important that we dive into, get, dive into it together. You know, you're, you're born and raised in India. You work in India primarily. Uh, I'm, I'm born, born and raised in London. You know, for both of us, being in the South Asian community, we were talking a lot about how the South Asian community struggles sometimes with talking about mental health. And I hear that too, whether it's in comments or people who message me on, you know, DM or whatever it may be. And it's tough in the South Asian community to talk about mental health because often 
we expect ourselves and each other to have it all together and, and kind of have a perfect life. Tell us about some of the things you've noticed or observed in that area and, and that you think would be useful to people listening today. Well, I, I grew up in a middle-class Punjabi household in New Delhi, uh, and um, you know, which is the northern part of India. And there I feel we um, anyway struggle with you know, communicating, especially men, I would say, uh, uh, especially with, with our fathers. As, as I grew up, there is a kind of uh, uh, a stigma to not talk about if, uh, if they're, not feeling, they're not feeling well or they're, are they stressed about something. They, they feel it's a sign of weakness to talk about it. And, uh, and I, think, I think it festers from um, us just putting so much pressure on our, our kids in our lives. Like we feel like, oh my God, like as soon as a child is born, we need to do some, everything which is, which is useful. Everything has to go to a direction of either making a lot of money or getting married, uh, whether you're a, a man or a woman. Um, and... You have no, you have no other space to be weak. You have no space to be, to be, you know, saying that I'm not feeling up and about today. Why? Come on, go to school or go to your college. So I grew up in a household just like that with me and my elder brother, and uh, it took me, I think, in my mid twenties when I did come to Bombay when I was 21, 22, to actually tell my dad. Like, uh, you know, we we kept having conversations for the first six eight months, and we used to always ended on a, just a simple bye, very very courteous, but, uh, and after a year, I started really missing family and, you know, you're by yourself here. And I told my dad, I said, okay, uh, okay, dad, love you. Bye. And it was just silence. And he just kept the phone down. He was just, awkward. and I'm, yeah, come on. I said, it's, 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 it's normal. Then I have to go to Delhi next time and, and make him sit down on that sofa and have a chat with him about, why do we not say I love you to each other in the end? Uh, you know, whether it's you and mom, uh, me and you. And I realized that it's just uh, culturally we're lacking um, a sense of uh, training or like we don't, nobody's taught us when we were growing up. Nobody's taught us to to tell talk about our issues because it's considered weak. And um, which is completely wrong because as soon as I got out of the house, I realized what real life really hits you. Like, you know, I, I didn't know anybody in Bombay. You know, I, I was lucky enough to meet friends who let me stay at their houses. Um, you know, we, we were barely making enough money to, to go to auditions and do other stuff. And that's where what I learned in the last, say, 13, 14 years, I wish someone would have told me when I was growing up in my teens or, or you know, when I just about, I, I even feel it should happen in schools, man. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's a separate together. But uh it's it's uh, it it has to break i just I, I think conversations like these or people now talking about it far more openly in today's day and age is changing uh, i didn't have anybody while growing up uh, we didn't have social media i mean you and i are almost the same generation and uh, uh, i wish i wish i had books or i had knowledge or i had youtube at that time to to say hear your talks um and i feel today I'm more at ease talking about anxiety, which, which we, I mean, we are the most uh, volatile profession in the world. Being an actor in any field on stage or in movies or on television is, is never constant. It's, there's always so many ups and downs. And uh, sometimes people think that we have it all and we have it easy. But uh, I, I've, I've lived most of my life not being an actor, uh, at least for the first 26, 27 years. 
and now I've lived the past few years. Uh, um, you know, it's oddly today is actually uh, it's eight it's it's been eight years almost by tomorrow that I became an actor. So no, uh, congratulations, first, man! It's been eight years. So yeah, it's 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 only been eight years, and I feel um, that's what I feel. I think it's there is so much to to talk about in terms of handling anxiety. I think uh, we need to know that. It it happens to everyone. I can't. I can't. I, I think anyone who's saying he's never felt anxious or felt low, they're just lying to themselves and to others, and they're just pretending. And it's and it's sad because they feel they can't talk to other people. I think uh, I think one needs to change that. Um, but I felt, uh, uh, especially like one of your one of your, um, I think chats, which was talking about like if you're wearing somebody else's clothes. If you're, uh, you know, living somebody else's life, it's 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 difficult. It's claustrophobic, and I think uh, that's what I see my friends and family sometimes going through in in other parts of society, uh, or even say us per se as actors, we we have to put up a persona, um, you know, at times, and it it can get exhausting. Uh, and it kind of took me this many years to realize to it's it's okay to not. Uh, to not be in a, in a great mood all the time. Now, I'm not saying be outright rude, but I'm like, you know, I I need to take that half an hour and contemplate before I go and meet people, or it's when I'm shooting, or it's when I have to deal with uh, with something that's not gone my way. Uh, so I feel I feel, especially being an actor, it's about you know dealing with failures. It's 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 still working after uh, you know seeing failures. It's 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 a lot to do with failures. It's not hardly in any actor's lifetime that they would say that they've always had it, you know, their way. Everybody has phases. So I think um, that's where that's where my expertise would come in today is just to tell people that it's you're not alone, and uh, you know, everyone has their days, and failure doesn't. It's it's never the end of the world. I I don't think anyone's. Very few unlucky ones really have to go through those situations that that one act or that one particular day would define the rest of their lives. I think uh, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves, and we need to start teaching our kids to deal with uh, emotions and talk about things uh, as opposed to always telling them that don't talk about it. It's it's weak. You just have to concentrate. That's amazing, man. What an amazing message. Everyone who's listening and watching, I hope you're uh, allowing these incredible insights and just quite frankly, just the vulnerability that Sid's sharing with, uh, just allowing it in because I think the, the overall message that I'm hearing from Sid is that there's no one in the world who doesn't experience anxiety, who doesn't experience a low day, uh, no matter how much money you have or fame you have or followers you have or, or whatever any of that stuff we all have or anyone doesn't have, that doesn't change that human emotion of feeling. And I think sometimes we're programmed to believe that when we get to that next stage, when I get that award, uh, when I get that job, when I get that promotion, then somehow this will all disappear. But that's not true. Everyone at all stages in their career, in their relationships, will experience this. And therefore, we have to get more comfortable with talking about it, with experiencing it, because it's not going to just disappear or not going to go away. And what Sid said very beautifully is that 
it's it's okay. It's okay that not every day you're having the best day of your life. I actually felt more anxious after becoming an actor. I think maybe because I had no reference point of reference as to what a struggling actor needs to do or doesn't need to do. Then I got into assistant direction. So even even a small little job or an ad film or a shoot used to used to give me that high for the rest of the month. My rent and I've made salary. Oh wow, I'm assisting on a film now where I get to learn so much. Oddly, after uh, when I became an actor, is all these things started stemming in because I wasn't trained for it. I don't come from a family where anyone's uh, uh, you know been this uh, in, in limelight and a and a known face. Um, so when people say, "Oh my God, he's successful," and you know, so everything must be sorted. What do you have? You have money, you have fame, and you know, you're you're working every day. That those are just. I mean, those are something. They have nothing to do with say mental health. It's that we have a different level. Everybody has their levels of uh, you know judging certain uh, situations. If you had to give uh, a younger me advice, for example, if I came to you like say ten years ago, I was like, "Jay, I'm 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 a struggling actor. I am in my mid twenties, and I don't know where my future lies. My 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 family can't provide me all the financial security. Do I need to have a deadline that I spend to achieve my passion, or or is it something I can do?" to just be 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 more at present and not live in the future what would you say to to kids like me who want to be actors or in any in any creative field yeah absolutely that's a great question i i think the first thing i'd say is that the understanding of living your purpose has as three elements to it so mm-hmm. passion is one of the three it's passion strengths passion. So if you really want to live an effective, purposeful life, you have to mm-hmm. find something that has the synergy between these three. So if you take someone like you, you're passionate yeah. about acting. You've mm-hmm. worked on developing the strengths and the skills to actually be a good actor. And you do it because you want to make other people happy. You, have, you, you talked to me about that previously, where you have a desire that your work has a positive impact on people. So when people are chasing their passion... The question I often ask people is, are you also interested in chasing your skills and strengths that are needed to make that passion a reality? Because if you're not willing to do that work and that sacrifice, then it's probably a better idea that you choose something else. And so having that very real, honest look at yourself and saying, am I ready? Am I really so passionate about this that I'm willing to work and train and develop and go through those tough times with no money and less support and less stability. And you have to be okay with that in your mind first before you experience it. At the same time, what I would suggest to a lot of young people is that now's the time to invest in your mental health. Don't wait till something goes wrong or something bad happens in your family or in your life before you start to switch to it. So ask yourself right now, are you taking care of your mental health? Are you taking care of your physical health? Are you, are you really allowing yourself to be in a position to flourish and boom? Or actually, are you putting yourself in a very vulnerable position where your mental health can be affected? So I would say that chasing your passion and taking care of your mental health can go hand in hand. And if they do go hand in hand, you're more likely to last the test of time. What would you have liked to hear? I want to hear that. What was the advice that you would have liked to have hear at that time? 
No, firstly, absolutely. I think I think to spend number of hours in 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 working on the craft, on on the skill, like whether you want to be an athlete, whether you want to be a, an actor, a singer, if you're willing to spend that many hours, you know, uh, working on the craft, I think that's that is more important than waiting for that one break. Because I I remember I went into uh, say assistant direction behind the camera because I had no clue what a film set like. And I'm like, uh, and I was lucky enough to be, uh, you know, on a massive film called My Name Is Khan with the best people in the business, and and just be giving clap and working, and that took about a year and a half of my life, and and I um, actually loved the process. So it kind of also connects you with your passion. Um, so as I said, oddly at that time I was I was I was on a high. I was on a set where where uh, Shah Rukh Khan and Kajol are performing, and uh, you know I get to be an AD. it's only when one uh, you know gets that responsibility of being an actor themselves and trying to entertain people is where uh, you battle with okay how do i handle the situation because you can't please everyone and uh, uh, not that you should not attempt to as as a as a performer but to know that it'll never be 100% uh you know response or review when people see your uh, stuff or anything you know singing dancing or or being an athlete um so i felt uh, if if a younger me would have uh, uh gotten just i i don't know i it's tough to it's tough to articulate what it, it would just be somebody somebody from that feel or somebody from just telling you that that it's this this the next day that you feel is your is like the end of everything or this audition is the be all and end all um uh, it's not life 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 will give you not a second chance but i think you can't it's doing no good to to put all that focus uh, or or yes. thing that oh my god work because you get into a negative negative zone i i used to get into a very anxious you know negative zone like oh my god if this doesn't work out and i would start thinking about yeah. that weekend you know 10 10 days yeah. before and i missed out my 10 days i could have done something else i could have done something more productive with those 10 days but the anxiety of building it up uh, you know before the yeah. 10 days oh my god it's on the 10th okay i'm on the first of the week first of the month oh my god uh, uh, but it wasn't productive i wish somebody yeah. would have told me a productive day to use those those 10 days uh pre to any big event of your life uh yeah. you know that has never helped anyone uh and i used to be you know sweating in a bunch of like uh, and nervous and we still are all actors are. i think all actors still late uh when our movies release there's there's an immense amount of anxiety that come in whether you i've spoken to senior actors you know whether you're working for 10 years or 20 years or 25 years um So I think you you can't change that situation, but one can only change themselves. And um, yeah, I would I would be looking for that practical advice for those yeah. ten days before my exam, match, performance, yeah. whatever you want. You know. Yeah, I think I think it's really important you said that because one of the things that I've done is I've realized that every time I do something new or I have a new launch or a new interview or a new meeting or like I was nervous before I spoke to you the first time you know it's like, and and that's a good thing like I like that and I I've, I've trained my mind to recognize that that's actually excitement 
that there is a sense of excitement in that nervousness. And that if you start to look for that excitement, then actually you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, I am nervous and anxious, but there's a part of me that's also very excited and like, I'm going to discover something new. Uh, but one thing that's really helped me with anxiety is breath work. So breathing and meditation has helped me so much. And, you know, obviously in Indian culture, meditation and prayer is a huge part of your life. Young. But, uh, but to really use breath work to slow down your heart rate and to bring down your, your pace of breath and to deepen your breath, it biologically changes how you feel. And I think that's what's so powerful about breathing is that whenever I feel nervous, if I'm about to go on stage in front of 10,000, 30,000 people, or if I'm about to go on TV for an interview, or if I'm just walking into a new meeting where I don't know the person, I focus on breathing in for a count of four, one, two, three, four, and you breathe out for more than four. So you breathe out for more than four. And when you breathe in and out in that way, you just start mm -hmm. to slow down your whole body and mind and you just get out of your head. And my favorite technique, which I was trained in as a monk, but is also used by therapists and psychologists today, is often when you get lost in your head, that's what anxiety is, right? You feel it in your head like, your mind's just going crazy. Uh, this technique is known as a grounding technique. It's fantastic. And it's called the five, four, three, two, one method. So when you're too stuck in your head and you're feeling anxious, you ask yourself, what are the five things I can see in this room right now? So I can see the ceiling. I can see the floor. I can see the wall. I can see that painting behind you. Uh, I can see my bed. And you say, what are the four things I can touch? So I can touch my shirt. I can touch my trousers i can touch my uh the chair and i'm feeling the coolness of the table i have a marble table in front of me it's cool but this chair is slightly warmer and then what are the three things i can hear so you just be silent for a second go what are the three things i can hear so i hear my wife upstairs i hear some uh i hear some birds outside and then i i hear the sound from my phone and my laptop what are the two things that i can smell so you just breathe in what are the scents and what's the one thing I can taste? And so when you do this five, four, three, two, one technique, you get out of your head and you get into the present moment, which allows you to take a breath and get away from your anxiety. So those are two things that I've definitely used uh, that have been really powerful for me, especially in those before something big days. Oh, wow. So that's pretty much uh, you're covering all your senses. That, that'd be interesting because in most of our, say, acting workshop, workshops, that's what we do, like a lot of breath work and, and, and manipulating emotions. It's got, got to do a lot to do with, with say, your breath. It would, it would be, you would exhale and, you know, when you're, when you're crying, you would inhale more differently. It's, it's kind of a rhythm. Um, but those, those are interesting techniques, man. I'm going to use it for my, for my next uh, event. For me as well, I think yoga has been a great, great help mm -hmm. uh, in recent yeah. times, recent months. I've done more extensive uh, yoga because of the time that I get. Um, and, and it's again about breath and it's, it's difficult. It's different. Like when they talk about prana and yoga, uh, yeah. the squat I do in the gym is different when I'm squatting. If I would do yoga in it, because you know, it's, it's different kind of breath. It's a different kind of strength that you need. Yes. And for me, uh, that has technically helped me to just, you know, go more inwards and and really observe. And I was I was lucky enough to have a good teacher as well. So I think uh, it's addictive now. Yes, I do it, say, at least twice or thrice a week. 
I have to, you know, go onto the mat and and sweat it out. I feel sweat as well biologically. Like when you run things out, uh, like I use uh, cardio recently now for the last year or so as something to just get all on. It, it's not. It, it is. Not, it is not fitness. Yes, everybody should be fit and work out. I use it. It works out for me. But I feel once people realize that. You know your your body. Uh, if you can't control your mind, I can control my body, and, yeah. and eventually my mind will hopefully follow. So yeah. uh, I'm all for like you know hitting anything, running, cycling, and just consistently sweating, and it yeah. kind of relieves all the anxiety. Um, I I tend to have a lot of uh, anger that I hold on to with different situations or or, or you know my dealings, and I feel. That kind of calms me down. I, it's, I'm addicted to sweating every day, because otherwise, I would break. You know, otherwise I would go on set and I'd be in a, in, a, in a different mood. I need to little, be a little uh, different. So I feel it's, it's, it is important to go through your body as well. It's, it's, uh, it is connected. I, mean, I feel it's very difficult for me purely to control my mind. So I kind of use my physical. Uh, uh, you know, body aspect to, to relax, whether it's you know your spine or whether it's your muscles or whether what you what you put into your body. I mean, uh, it is the most typical thing to say that yes, you should work out and be fit, but it is scientifically true. You can't deny that. So yeah. people need to that, that it's it's more to do with just fitness. Uh, it 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 if you if you do it long enough. I think you'll see the magic that happens if you know your body uh, is holding lesser amount of weight or or water or or if you just look good and you see yourself in the mirror and you'll feel happy uh, there and then. So yeah. uh, I think yeah, breathing and I would say breathing and fitness would would was something that that I I use as well, uh, but in different methods. But I really like your methods. I'm gonna steal that and try it in my next. Event. I agree with you. I agree with you with exercise. I think that's such an important uh, message because we think that exercise, you do it because it's how you care, how you look. But actually, it's not. What you're saying is so true that exercise is about how you feel. And, and we all feel better when we exercise. It's not about looking a certain way or having a certain body or having a, it's not about that. It's about really feeling different and exercise boosts your mood. And um, the four habits that I recommend everyone does every day uh, come in the form of the acronym T-I-M-E. And, and I'm mentioning this because Sid has mentioned two of them. So the T is thankfulness. So first is gratitude. Like if you have gratitude in your life, which is a mental activity, you, you'll feel amazing. If you thank people, if you acknowledge people, if you recognize people, uh, I is for inspiration. We have to, you know, we have to feed ourselves with inspiration every day. It can be a book, a podcast, a conversation, a prayer, a quote, uh, a paragraph from a book you love. It can be anything. M is for meditation and E is for exercise. So I'm so glad you mentioned exercise because exercise is chemically shown to boost your mood. And so, again, please don't think of exercise, anyone who's watching and listening, as a, as a pursuit for a different type of body. That's not the only reason. The reason for exercise is to feel different. Again, when, when um, I saw this about a, a decade ago, when I read somewhere through a friend of mine to just have a, a gratitude journal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to pinpoint things that you're grateful for. And um, 
that worked really well for me in my early years of being, uh, you know, uh, an actor. Even today, I do it. I do it less, lesser now. I would say I have to go back. But I would say I would thank for the simplest and the smallest thing, like uh, you know, thank you for a great workout today. Thank you for mm-hmm. this amazing meet. You know, uh, I'm, I'm really thankful. Like today would be, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm speaking to you on on this platform. So, uh, and I feel, and I used to do it before sleeping. Uh, yeah. So right that time and that. That used to really, uh, you know, ground me uh, before I go into into sleep and and kind of take all that positivity of the day and and have better sleep, uh, which again I feel is is of people when you're anxious, people I have I have I've heard of people who who find it very difficult to sleep long hours, and I have experienced it myself uh, when I'm extremely anxious about one particular event or uh, or or a day, um, I would have broken. And I think uh, I think that's something that is detrimental to your next day. It, it doesn't let you mentally, physically be ready for what you really want to be. It's actually adversely affecting the your efficiency the next day, if you're uh, or the next week or whatever you're looking forward to. Um, so I, yeah, actually, I would say this gratitude uh, or writing down or penning it down as to the things you're thankful for would really help you feel happy before sleeping and, and feel more relaxed, which is what we need. I love this, man. Everyone, I'm so grateful and thankful on that note to Sid for staying up late, even though he says it's not late. Sleeping early is also very good for mental health. So that's definitely an important one. Uh, but Yeah, but I want to thank you, Sid, for, for doing this, for taking part in this festival, for using your platform to spread a powerful and important message, hearing it from you so many people will feel inspired and empowered to make a change in their life. The journey you've been on, the incredible success that you've had, but your honesty and openness, you stay so grounded. And I said this to you when we were on the phone the other day, you're a super humble and an approachable guy. And I think that that's what is your unique quality. And I can't wait to hang out with you when I get to Mumbai, man. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. You're the first uh, person that I've met in this lockdown virtually. And I haven't met you in person, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And again, thank you so much. And you you keep inspiring us with your words. And you are using social media, you know, for the positivity that it's supposed to be. Like, I remember I sent you that text of this is of this simple vendor that got help in New Delhi, uh, which became, which started trending here, uh, you know, uh, a small little dhaba. Uh, and it was amazing to see how you can use social media to yes. in a positive way and help somebody make make an honest living. Um, um, you know, when that gentleman, one particular man put this old couple's uh, of one particular location in, in Delhi and uh, he's like, you know, no one's buying my food. I have a small stall. And he was crying. He was in tears and, and that kind of trended. And after Amazing. that, I have family in Delhi who are send as well. And, and there were like hundreds of people, hundreds of people outside trying to buy food. And, and he had so much work. And, and the best thing I liked about that guy is when, when somebody when, like, tried to give him extra money, he, said, he says, no, I said, what do you want to eat? Just, just, I'm just going to uh, you know, charge you for whatever you take. I'm just not going to take money. So I felt that is thing in a country like India. And, and I would say, um, and a thought came up, which I would want to tell everyone that, you know, if we could... As a society in India, in any city, help one such vendor to earn an honest living. 
by just making that trend um it would really do so much good uh, in everyone's life like one person like that per week uh you know would be amazing because you know i mean you been in india you know need so much help so um yeah out there telling people if you talk about something try to help somebody in the real world yeah come on so uh hopefully we can make a difference i love it Thank you Sid yeah. man you're amazing I love that message and everyone should go and check out that video it's uh it's incredible to see the impact of social media and Sid we're going to do a lot more of this so I'm excited man I'm really really excited Thank you so much for your lovely words Thank and you. keeping yeah. Thank you so much Thank you man appreciate you Dubai Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Sid today. I really hope it gave you some ideas about how to take little moments to prioritize your mental health despite the weight of cultural stigma. Make sure you tag me and Sid on Instagram with your thoughts about his strategies for building a personal mental health practice. I thank you so much for being part of the On Purpose community. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend and don't forget to look out for episodes next Monday and next Friday.